Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now today, I wanna jump right into life insurance. I know, we've been talking about it a little bit, and I promise I have more drums I want to beat. But this one has a few more beats I need to put in, because last week we ended kind of short because we didn't have time to go over questions and things we should know when borrowing against life insurance for opportunities. So I have a list right here, and I wanted to go through that list so that you are well-equipped. Now again, for my compliance department. I know that I cannot give you financial advice via YouTube or over the radio, whichever venue or vehicle you're using right now to hear me. But one of the things is I can provide you insight, things that cause you to question, things that challenge maybe the status quo. And then hopefully you'll give our office a call and say, hey, Crystal, I need to sit down with you. I need to be talking about this. Help me understand how to put this together in my life. And of course, if you have a financial advisor that you are happy with, then talk to them about adding life insurance as part of your overall portfolio. So with that being said, I'm just going to jump right in because we have a lot to cover today. So what's new, right? All right. So let's talk about, and again, for those of you who are on YouTube, you're going to see this pop up and it says things you should know when borrowing for investment opportunities against a life insurance policy. And remember, it's not from a policy. We're borrowing against it. Collateral capacity. We want to really get to be an expert in that area. So one of the first things that you should know is that you have guaranteed access to cash value from your policy loans. Now, you know me as a certified financial planner, my compliance department does not like when I say the word guaranteed guaranteed. Ah, that felt so good. So one of the things that we need to realize is who's guaranteeing it? It's not the stock market. It's based upon the strength of a life insurance company. So when the life insurance company says, I'll take this part to pay for your premium, the remainder part's going to go into your cash value. It's nice to know that you don't have to have a job and you can still go get a policy loan. It's nice to know that you can own your own business and you don't have to uh, give a blood sample just to be able to get a loan from someone. It's nice to know that anything that you're walking through is none of their business and you get to have that policy loan. Now, again, this goes back to what we've been talking about. If you put a little bitty in there, well, guess what? You get to have a little bitty loan. And that reminds me, I had someone ask me a question when it came to loans, like, Crystal, when you put the money in, how soon can you touch it? Well, this is going to be dependent upon the type of policy, whether it was a uh, 10-pay or whether it was a combo, all these different types. And it's also going to depend upon the life insurance company. Now, I know one of the favorite companies that we tend to use, what they require is that you have to let the check clear. (laughs) They're not going to let you... They're not going to let you have a loan against your policy till the money's in there, sits for five days, and they say, okay, we can see that money's really here. It's not getting yanked out. Oh, you need a policy loan? No problem. And then you can take it. I mean, that's not a lot of history together. They approved you. They think that you're lasting a, a long time, right? They've given you the life insurance policy. And here's the other thing I thought was interesting. 
You know how on your 401ks, many times when you take a loan, many times they're like, um, you're not taking another loan till the other one's paid back, or you can't take another loan until a year's gone by or whatever craziness it is, even though it's your money, but we <clears throat> won't get into that today. But with the life insurance company, and every company is different, but the ones that we are dealing with, particularly like whether it's security, mutual, they allow you to put the money in, take the money out within five days. But then if you need to take another loan, as long as there's still, what's the word? That's right, collateral capacity. As long as there's still cash value in there, then yes, you can keep doing it. I mean, knock yourself out. If you have 100,000 in there and you wanna do 1,000 a week, oh, please don't do it that way. But you get the idea. There's not a limit on it. And that works out so well. So let's get to the second thing, uh, second point, is you are never asked the purpose of the loan. I think I kind of hit that on point number one when I said you have guaranteed access, but that is a huge one. I have many clients that are like, it's nobody's business. I don't want to tell what this money's for, and they don't have to, and that's a nice thing. Number three of things that you should know when borrowing against a life insurance policy is that your loans do not show up on a credit report. Isn't that awesome? So literally, if you put money in there and you need to take out 100000 you got to buy real estate or you got to get the kids through college or whatever it is, you don't have to tell me, whatever it is that you want to do, do you understand though, is that it's not going to show up that, oh, there's still an outstanding loan there. And that's nice too. So let we we'll kind of caveat into the next one, which says you have, you do not have structured payments. So you have non-structured payments. What does that mean? Because nobody's used to it. When you take a loan out from the insurance company, and I'm going to just focus strictly on Security Mutual right now because there's so many different companies out there. I'm licensed with over 30 different ones, but I'm going to talk about security so at least for compliance purposes, I can show where I'm getting my information from. So if you take that loan out, let's say you had 100,000, right? They build the cash value. You said, oh, I found something that I wanted. So you decided you needed 50,000 from the insurance company. They look at your big 100,000 here and they say, oh, we're gonna put a lien against 50 of it because we wrote you a check over here. And we wanna make sure that if you never pay us back, we're gonna somehow, we're gonna get it from the death benefit when you pass away. But here's the deal. If you were to take 50,000 from the bank and you said, you know, I'm kind of in a crunch right now. That's why I need the 50,000. And um, I can't pay you back for a while, but someday I will. And if I don't, you know, there's death benefit. They're not going to smile. They're probably not going to give you the 50,000, right? Because they want boom. They want their payments every month, car payments, mortgage payments. We're all used to that. Life insurance, when you take a loan from them, life insurance says, hey, once a year, you need to give me an interest payment because I loaned you some of my money. But whenever you get around to paying that back, knock yourself out. There's no timeline on it. So when I had all three of my kids in college at the same time, it was very nice to be able to say, hmm, I think I'll take money out of my life insurance policies and I don't have to worry about paying any of it back until I get my kids through college. Now, could I have just said, oh, well, the kids are done with college and I am not going to pay it back anyways? Mm -hmm. But this is where I believe we have to be ready for opportunities. So because I believe the favor of God's on me and because I believe that there's going to be opportunities that arise, what do I do? I'm constantly putting the money into the life insurance to prepare for an opportunity knocks on my door. So while we have non-structured payments, 
They will not send you like a little coupon booklet or there's no email. It's just once a year they say, here's your interest. You on your own as an adult can decide how much you want to pay. Now, we have clients that we set it up that they say, Crystal, if I don't get something in the mail or have it automatically drafted out of my account, I'm going to forget that I have this outstanding loan or lien against my policy. And so I want to make sure everything's set. So we'll set it up where money comes out of their checking account, pays on their policy, helps so that everything, and again, it's going to pay to the insurance company and the insurance will, every time we pay the insurance company, then that lien comes down and we have more collateral capacity. So just so you know, it's very easy to do that. And we have clients that are three days before something's going to draft. They're able to call us and say, hey, whoa, whoa, I spent too much on groceries this weekend. Not really. But they within three days, we're able to adjust things. All right. So let's go over what we have so far. When it comes to borrowing against your life insurance policies for opportunities, or I'm going to say even major capital purchases, which are any expense that you cannot pay in full in one month, so like a car, you probably can't go out and buy a car in one month out of monthly cash flow. So you have guaranteed access to cash value. You are never asked the purpose for the loan. Your loan does not show up on your credit report. And you have non-structured payments. Pay when you want to pay. Now, the next one talks about things you should know. And I've kind of hammered on this a little bit, is that loans are collateralized against your cash value, right? That's what we talked about. They look to see how much your cash value is, they put a lien against it, and whatever doesn't have a lien, that's still available for you to use. You borrow, now this is one I'm going to slow down, you borrow against your cash value, not from it. This is a huge one that people make a mistake with. And even life insurance agents will say, just borrow from your policy. Nope, we borrow against our policy. Next one, policy loans do not require you to drain the tank. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> if you've been at the offices of Crystal Clear Finances, you know that we refer to life insurance as the green tank. So when we build the green tank, we don't want to drain it because what does that do? It brings us down to the zero line, right? That's what we talked about several weeks ago. We want to save, and then we want to have collateral capacity to borrow against it, right? So I'm going to borrow against it. I'm not going to touch it. So we don't have to drain the tank, which means we don't have to start over. How many of you, all right, I can't see your hands, but I'm going to raise my hand for you. How many of you have built up your savings? You're like, oh, finally, I got a savings. And then once you know, there's something and it drains and it's so discouraging because it's like, and we're starting over. That's what's nice about the life insurance is that it's not starting over. It's allowing it to continue to compound while you're still facing the challenges of life. All right, next one. Your cash value uh, loan payments are made to the insurance company, not your policy. I think we've hammered that one home. Interest on loan payments may be deductible as investment expenses. Now that's kind of interesting. You can have fun with your life insurance policy. You can have one personally, we've talked about this before, loan money to your company and then charge your company 10 or 15% has to be reasonable amount. So then that money would come to you in that form of an interest payment. Now, if your company borrowed money and then has to pay that, that would be an expense, right? They could write off that expense that they're sending you. Just things to think about. All right. And then the last one, in the event of your death, your loan balance is subtracted from the face amount. So let me go say that in English. 
if you had 100000 and you built that up in the cash value and you borrowed against your policy, right? And you took 50000 and you said, Crystal, I am never paying it back. Well, if you had a million dollar death benefit, they're going to subtract the 50000 from it and then your spouse or whoever you're leaving it to, they would have the rest. That's why they're not in a rush. They're like, hey, if you keep taking out loans, that's less I got to save to give you in the end. So they're okay with it as they're beginning to realize that this is actually a benefit to them. So in the event of your death, your loan balance is subtracted from the face amount. So those are just some of the items that I wanted to go over. We didn't get a chance to squeeze them in last week, but I wanted to talk to, them, to, talk to you about them today. Now, here's something that I'm going to tread into that angels fear to tread, is that saying that says, Crystal, why don't I just buy term and invest the difference? Because there's this belief that I'm gonna take the same money that I put in the life insurance and if I put it in a, the stock market, it will make me a whole bunch more. Okay, there's a lot of things that have to happen there. Could it? Absolutely. Could you get into it while it was in the stock market? Could we have some down years? Could we have a lost decade? Could we have things that happen that maybe it didn't, uh, isn't as favorable? Yes. And here's the big one. Could the market be down and your account down when you need it the most? And that's why I believe having some outside the market is uh, inside of a life insurance policy is so important. So what I'm going to do is I want to actually talk about this and I'm going to go on to my uh when I'm looking on through the YouTube channel, I'm going in and I'm going to talk about buying term and investing the difference. And you guys, you get to see all the numbers. Those of you who are on radio, I'm just going to verbally talk it through. And someday, just someday, you're going to go over to the Crystal Clear Finances YouTube channel. You're going to hit that subscribe and say, there, Crystal, I can finally see what you're doing. So I want to pretend that we have a 40-year-old and that they're going to be contributing. Now, this is why they people are saying, Crystal, I am definitely buying term and investing the difference. And I'm going to pause there for a moment. Remember, we've talked about this. If you need a whole lot of insurance and you're young and you do not have the cash flow to be able to pay for cash value inside of a dividend paying life insurance policy, there's nothing wrong with having term as long as we know it's right for you. Again, you can give our office a call, 518-433-7181. We'll sit down and talk to you. If you need term insurance to make sure you're protected, do that. At least get that oxygen mask on. Many times what happens too is with term insurance, because you're qualified, okay, the company said, yes, you can have it. If you need to convert the policy, you can later on. But if you say, you know what, I'm just not gonna do it right now. I'm gonna do it in five years and a health issue comes up, now we're talking about a different scenario. Poss possibly the policy would be rated or declined. So we wanna kind of keep that in the discussion because while we're talking about dividend paying whole life cash value life insurance, we also have to understand there is a death benefit component to it too. It's not just about the opportunity there. So what I'm gonna do is I'm putting in the numbers and saying if you were a 40 year old and you want to be investing for the next 30 years and you have a balance of zero dollars, you're starting today, you're kind of behind the eight ball, but let's you're starting today and you're gonna put into it, let's say that you're gonna put in $12,000 into the stock market a year and what we're gonna do is we're gonna say, 
just humor me. We're going to say 6%. I know some of you believe that it could be 12%. That was a moment of silence. All right. So now I'm just going to say 6% is what we're going to say. And then we'll do 50% is going to be taxed as capital gain and 50% as ordinary income. Now, if you look at this and we begin to look what you're putting it in, the reason why there's a difference is if we had put it all into a Roth and we put 12000 a year, which we did some for our spouse and some for us, well, then we wouldn't have to worry about capital gains. But if we put it all into an IRA, well, then we would have to worry about ordinary income. So I'm cutting it right down the middle, trying to make sure it's even, Stephen. All right. So with that being said, let me just summarize for those who can't see this. 40-year-old has decided for the next 30 years, they're going to add $1,000 a month into an investment that's going to get 6%. That means after 30 years at 12,000, at 6%, you have $1,005,620. And the crowd goes wild. But it looks like what it's telling you is that you only had to put 360000 in, right? That's 30 years at 12000 to get a million. Who wouldn't do that? I'm going to answer that. But first, I'm going to take a quick 60-second break, and then we'll be back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Twitter took two years to gain 1 million users. Facebook, 10 months. Spotify, 5 months. Instagram, 2.5 months. And our newest edition, ChatGPT, 1 million users in just 5 days. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. The use of artificial intelligence is growing. College papers are being written in moments. Digital art created, architect impacted, and financial data generated. But while AI appears to be everywhere, never confuse numbers with personalized wisdom. We are each uniquely created and as such, our lives and our finances deserve the benefit of creativity and personalized financial communication. AI can help, but true wisdom should be applied. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 and gain confidence and wisdom for your financial decisions. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. And I know you're probably hanging on your seat saying, I did, Crystal, I put that 360,000 in there. It grew to a million. All the crowd goes wild. But I do wanna point out some things to you. Before I do though, I wanna remind you that we have some upcoming webinars and workshops in regards to how to use life insurance for opportunities that arise in life. So we have August 16th, that's gonna be a webinar. You can get home from work. You can get in your pajamas if you want to. I won't see you. I will not be in my pajamas, but I will be presenting on how life insurance works. And then on September 20th, then you can come into the office and we're going to have a workshop. We're going to have our policies here and say, how do we use these things? And I'm inviting you to call our office at 518-433-7181 and say, Luciana, get me signed up for those. I need to be there out there. You do need to be there. All right. So let's start moving forward. Now, if you look on the screen, it says, it appears that you spent 360, I should say invested $360,000 and you were able to get an additional $645,620. But I want to put this in perspective because there are some expenses in there that I don't believe you've articulated or you're looking at. 
In fact, if you really did that, right, if we really had that 548,000, we had all this growth that happened, do you realize over the course of 30 years, based on the taxes that we put in there, you would have been paying over $96,843 of ordinary income tax. So here is my question. Where is that money coming from? See, what happens is, is we have these accounts and we put money into it. And when the tax guy says, hey, you got to pay taxes, we just take it out of lifestyle. We take it out of the other pocket and we leave this one alone so that when it grows and you say, I've got a million that I made from my 360, I'm like, well, technically you have a million minus the 360 that you put into it, minus the $96,843 you paid in ordinary tax. So really what you have is 548,000. And you might say, that's still pretty good. <laughs> and I would say, the fun's not over. So what do most people do when it comes to the interest they earn in their account? They take it out of lifestyle, so we want to count that. And where do they get the money to pay those? They're either working harder and they're not realizing what this taxable account is doing to them. I'm going to pause there for a moment. We put money in there. It's like we get on this train and we put our money in it and at every station we got to keep paying taxes on it. When do we realize that when we're putting money in a taxable account, they just keep coming for their ticket over and over. And just because it's not coming out of your investment account that you see, it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from your lifestyle. So we've got to put all those components together when we're really looking at what's happening. So we talked about the fact that you have to pay ordinary income tax, right? Because we said 50% of it and 50 would be capital gain. But I want to bring back a concept that we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's called opportunity cost. Remember that one? That one, anytime you give away a dollar that you didn't have to, you not only lose the dollar, but what? You lose everything that dollar could have made for you. So be so tight when you hand on that dollar. We need to understand that the money you just spent on taxes over those 30 years, what if you hadn't had to pay taxes on it? How much would that have made you? It's funny you should ask. Because on that $96,843 of ordinary income tax that you had to pay, you also lost $71,001 in opportunity money, right? Because if you had taken the 96 and invested it, it could have made you that money. So now when we're looking at this, so let me just kind of run this down. We're looking at you put in $360,000, it grew to a million. But then you lost $71,000 for the opportunity cost, $96,000 and change for the ordinary income tax, plus the $360,000 that you invested, which means you made $477,000, which again, you're saying, Crystal, not too bad. And again, we keep moving because here's another expense that we need to put in there. Many times, if you are doing the buy term and invest the difference approach, when we do that, well, you got to buy the term, right? So I'm going to put down that you probably paid, and this is a ridiculously low month, uh, amount, but I'm going to say that you paid $8,000 over 30 years for your term. So now we've got it million dollars minus the 8,000 for term, minus the 71,000 for opportunity on your ordinary income tax, minus the 96,000 for your ordinary income tax, minus the 360. So folks, we're down to $469,000. <laughs> but there's more. Because if we have opportunity cost on the dollars that we spent for ordinary income tax, 
Well, then don't we have opportunity cost on the money that we spent on the term premium? Because remember with term, and I just want to slow down here, term is not that it's bad, but you have to die to anything good to come of it. And I'd rather see you alive. So what we want to do is when we're looking at this, if it was 8,000 for the term premium and we could have gotten 6% over all these 30 years, that means you lost another 19,000. So after you've paid your ordinary income tax and the the opportunity cost you lost on it, after you paid your premium and the opportunity cost you lost on that and your 360, we don't want to forget about that. Now you're down to 449,000. Are you seeing how when you look at this statement that says, look how far I've grown, you have to look at what the true cost is and what the real amounts are. Now, I know we don't like taxes. It's one of those, I want to say necessary evil, but I would challenge that. I don't really think it's necessary. I do think it's evil, but that's a whole nother program we could do. Remember how just a few moments ago I talked about, hey, you got to pay ordinary income and how we had, when we put this equation together, we said 50% of this needs to be taxed at ordinary income. What was the other half of the sentence? 50% needs to be taxed at capital gains. So that means we have to add in the capital gains. So now we have $48,422. That's what you paid in capital gains. So not only did you pay 96 in ordinary income, but you also paid 48 in capital gains. Do you see the amount of taxes that went through your hands? It didn't come from your statement. Well, we kept that statement so pretty, didn't we? Never interrupted it, left it alone so it could say we made a million dollars. But hopefully, hopefully I'm poking holes in this buy term invested difference because when I start adding this up, when I say you had a million minus your 48,000 in capital gains tax, minus the term premiums, minus the opportunity on the terms, minus the ordinary income tax, minus the opportunity on the ordinary income tax, minus your 360, you're down to 401,000. I'm just going to do one more and then I'll be nice and then we'll bring it to an end. But when you look at this, one of the things that got left out is the opportunity when it comes to the capital gains. One of the things that I would just strongly encourage you, if you've bought into the concept of Crystal, I'm just going to buy the term and invest the difference. A couple of things I would ask is, what are you trying to accomplish? Is this about death benefit? Is it about investments? What is it the goal that you're trying to do? Because if someone says, listen, Crystal, I don't ever plan on using dividend paying, whole life, cash value, life insurance for anything in my life. I have so much safe money tucked away in CDs and in my bank and in my mattress and everything. I don't need to have life insurance. And if I die, I don't even have anyone I love or any charities I believe in. So I don't even need to leave money to people. All right, well, then maybe we're talking about, all right, well, what do we want to invest in if your risk tolerance is really high and you feel settled in that? But there are many people in this country that are trying to juggle both. They're trying to be a good mom and dad, and they're trying to make sure they raise a family, and they need to have death benefit on them. That's where the term comes in. But they're also trying to figure out, I'm trying to swing for the fences and investments, but I also need to be careful because when I miss the fence, when they catch the fly ball, when I'm out, when the stock market's down, all of these analogies, when those bad things happen, 
because they do happen to good people, I need to be able to turn someplace else and say, well, then where has my money been sitting? What I like about the life insurance is that I know that it can grow there with uninterrupted compounding interest. I know that I can leverage against it. And you know, we've talked about this before, being able to put a bank together and take care of our family and keeping the money in the family name. It may be, for some of you watching, a little bit too late to put this in place. You're 90 years old. We can't do it then. But I've found many people will come to me and say, Crystal, I'm in my 50s and 60s. Is it too late? No. Many times I find it's not until the kids are out of college that they are in this 15-year sprint. And now they have the resources and we can put together a 10-year policy, one that you're just feeding that into to get ready so that you can use it in retirement. So you literally say, hmm, where will I pull money from today? From my investments or from my life insurance? Well, I just want to thank you for joining me. I know we've talked about life insurance a lot. We'll talk about something different next week. But if you have questions, feel free to give us a call at 518-433-7181. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.